Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Thanks for downloading today's Kent Online podcast. Plenty coming up, including how we can help independent traders with just over six weeks to go until Christmas and Diwali celebrations with a difference get underway in the county. First, though, a man has appeared in court in Kent after becoming the first person in the country to be charged with refusing to wear a face mask. The 30-year-old from Chislehurst was stopped at Blue Water Shopping Centre back in September. He was also charged with assaulting an emergency worker. Our reporter Chris Hunter was at court today. So Chris, what happened? So 30-year-old Sam Francis from Chislehurst appeared today via video link at Medway Magistrates Court where he pleaded not guilty to two charges of assaulting police officers PS Corwell and PC Carter on Saturday, September the 12th and not guilty to a charge of not wearing a mask at Blue Water Shopping Centre on the same day. He elected to face trial at Crown Court over the assault charges and is set to appear at Maidstone Crown Court on December 10th, where he will also face a related matter of causing criminal damage, having allegedly damaged PC Corwell's watch, valued at £179. The charge of not wearing a face mask was not deemed suitable for the Crown Court and Francis is set to face trial over the matter at Medway Magistrates Court on March the 24th next year and he was granted bail with the condition that he is not to enter Blue Water Shopping Centre. In more coronavirus news, patients being admitted to a Kent hospital by ambulance are facing lengthy delays amid the pressure of increasing coronavirus cases. According to the Health Service Journal, ambulance crews are waiting up to five hours to pass people into the care of medics at Medway Maritime. The head of the COVID-19 response in the county says staff are working tirelessly to manage the demand and minimise delays. The company that runs trains in Kent says it's scaling back on the number of services as the second lockdown continues. Southeastern say they won't be running as many trains due to the reduced demand from passengers and to accommodate any staff that need to isolate. The new timetable will come into effect on Monday. Kent Online News. A 79-year-old woman has died after being hit by a van in Canterbury, the second fatal accident on the road in the space of a week. Investigators say a white Ford Transit was involved when it happened in St George's Place yesterday evening. A 20-year-old man was killed after being hit by a car on the same road last Wednesday night. Canterbury Crown Court has heard the disbelief of a doctor who says he found a former patient pleading for cancer treatment donations after he'd given her the all-clear. Nicole Elkabas, who's 42 and from Edge End Road in Broadstairs, is accused of fraudulently obtaining £45,000 by creating a GoFundMe page. An East Kent Hospital specialist had confirmed early in 2018 his patient had no signs of the disease. Miss Elkabas denies the charges and the case continues. Four men have been arrested after another man was shot through a window in Shorn. It happened back in February at a house on Ifield road and the victim is still recovering. Police believe he was not the target offenders were looking for that night. Now, thousands of new secondary school places need to be created in Kent over the next five years. Well, joining me to chat about this story is our local democracy reporter, Kieran Duggan. Firstly, Kieran, what are the figures and where have they come from? Well, Nicola, these figures have come from Kent County Council, the local education authority, who has forecast that 9,677 
additional pupils will have to be accommodated in secondary schools across the 12 districts by 2025. The space required is equivalent to nearly 11 new secondary schools and this provision will likely be secured through a combination of expanding the county's existing schools and opening new ones. And this data forms part of a 151-page report that has been published and sent to King County Council's Children's Young People and Education Committee who will discuss the findings from the document next week. It is an awful lot of children. Where exactly in Kent the school place is needed? Well, Nicola, you'd think there'd be a simple answer to that question, but as ever, these issues are far more complicated than they first appear. The main headline to take away from the data that I've analysed so far is that the majority of Kent's 12 districts will require additional school places to be established. And the two main factors that are considered in evaluating and making this assessment include looking at birth rates, but also housing projection numbers over the next few years. Some of the areas that will see the highest levels of new housing built will likely be Ashford, Canterbury, Swale and Thanet. So it's no surprise, therefore, that areas like Faversham and Sittingbourne, for instance, will need more school places. And so what happens next? It's a good question to raise, Nicola. And it's important to make this point clear to listeners that these are projections of what may happen in the future. Nothing has been decided yet. And this will undergo a lot of public scrutiny, starting from next Monday, when a panel of councillors who sit on Kent County Council's Education Committee convene for a virtual public meeting from 10am. Beyond that, Kent County Council's Conservative Cabinet will meet to discuss what has been debated and then decide whether to give this the all clear. And if this is approved, then King County Council will refer back to this commissioning plan when they decide whether to expand existing schools or build new ones to meet the growing demand for secondary school places across the county. Thanks ever so much, Kieran. We'll keep you updated on that story. There are concerns about plans to increase the number of people working at the UK's biggest fruit growing firm near Canterbury. Mansfields have bought another 275 acres of land to the south of the city and want permission to pitch 20 extra caravans for 80 more staff. People living nearby are worried about more traffic, litter and noise. A decision will be made by the City Council. Work has finished on a £55 million apartment block in Ashford. It's part of the Victoria Point development near the International Station in the town and has taken two years to build. Around three quarters of the 216 flats have already been sold. You can see pictures of them at Kent Online. Now we're just over six weeks to go until Christmas. The Kent Online podcast has been been told how lockdown two is affecting independent food producers in the county. Many would ordinarily be supplying restaurants and hotels in the lead up to the big day, but they're of course currently closed. Florcha Huter is the chief exec of Produced in Kent. It's not just the hospitality sector which immediately springs to mind, of course, because they had to close their doors once again. Um, but for, for for our membership, it's also the producers, uh, the supply chain behind uh, that hospitality sector. 
so these are the suppliers of fruit and vegetables, meat, poultry, milk, beverages. They're all stuck with product in stock that they cannot just sell onto different markets often uh, because it's often grown, reared or produced to spec for the hospitality sector or packaged differently. Uh, think, for example, meat cuts, specific meat cuts, casks of beer, potatoes produced specifically for chips or milk. Um, delivered in industrial containers. So yeah, it very much um, affects them. They have to, uh, sh they're either stuck with this or have to shift it in a different way. Um, many of these producers have strengthened their trade with local retail and customers direct uh, in the last lockdown. And that's that's a very positive development. Um, you, you can see increased trade through farm shops. Uh, a lot of producers did direct deliveries. They delivered veggie boxes to people's doors. Uh, a lot of them have, got, have gone online and are selling directly online. But this increased trade with customers does not yet, not yet at least, make up for the lost um, uh, B2B income that they had through uh, through the hospitality sector. Um, you can also see the producers selling at markets and events or the ones supplying to tourism sites or entertainment venues. Um, think, for example, um, uh, of artisan products or ice cream sold at theatres, for example. Um, they are severely impacted because they have nowhere to go with their product at, at the moment. Um, and think that startup businesses are often using markets to try their product and build their business. They have now no no um, way to do that. So. Um, yeah, that's another way in which people are, traders are impacted. Um, Hard to do those trials if, if people aren't sort of out and about on the streets where they typically are, isn't it, really? Yeah, or when, the, you know, the markets or events are, are cancelled, people people have nowhere to go. I mean, it's, it's literally not happening. Um, what is the message perhaps to uh, to customers, consumers in Kent uh, in the run-up to Christmas? It's all about sort of getting people to realise that, actually you can buy online and support local producers isn't it because it's very easy to think of online as just being your tesco or your amazon or your absolutely absolutely and i think that that is probably the most important message to uh, to to the people in kent i think we all individually where we can and i and i do understand it's not always easy and and you know it, there there is you know people are 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 watching their purse and and have to be careful on, on what they spend this christmas i completely understand it but where you can please let's all rally together and help our local local businesses if you're going to spend do it locally buy from your local producers buy from your local retailers and buy from your local hospitality businesses where they still do takeaways or they still do takeaway drinks and uh, there's loads of of businesses who have have reverted to that option in in the hospitality sector so buy local buy local online uh, not as you say from the big e-commerce platforms but you know that they they're earning enough money believe me but you know look up that local shop and see if they have an online shop and many have as i said converted to that uh, option and 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 it works very well a union is calling on mp's to ensure good welfare standards for truck drivers who are set to use post brexit lorry parks in kent at least four sites are expected to be built in the county to deal with any delays caused by increased customs checks when the transition period ends in January. Unite says there's a lack of information at the moment about clean toilets, washing facilities and hot food being available to drivers. World War II plane wreckage found on a beach in the Netherlands is believed to be that of a long-lost pilot from Sheppey. It's thought 21-year-old Sidney Cheeseman was flying the Spitfire that disappeared in early 1944 while on a mission to escort US bombers across the North Sea. A fuel 
tank confirmed as being from the aircraft was discovered last month by a lifeguard near Rotterdam. Five days of Diwali celebrations are getting underway in Kent, although this year, of course, it's happening during lockdown. The Festival of Light is marked by Hindus and Sikhs and involves candles being lit and firework displays. Ordinarily, families would be visiting each other, having meals and exchanging gifts. I've been speaking to Govinda Sander, who's from Cohesion Plus in Gravesend. When it comes to Diwali, you know, normally at Diwali we would visit, you know, family. We'd go to the Gurdwara, we'd share presents, you know, we'd go to specialist Indian shops, you know, to get Indian sweets and get um, Indian food. So really none of that's really going to be happening this year. So it's going to be a quiet Diwali at home, just myself. So, you know, in normal circumstances, I'd visit my elderly parents, pick them up, you know, we'd go to the Sikh temple, uh, you know, we, we'd light a, um, a diva. Um, you know, normally there's a big fireworks show, you know, at, at the Gurdwara, in Gravesend, at the Mandar, uh, in Gravesend, and, you know, and, and around Kent, you know, thousands and thousands of people would attend throughout the day. But obviously, with COVID-19, you know, I think we all need to be very careful this year. And from the looks of things, and, you know, rightly so, you know, it looks like it'd be a stay-at-home Diwali. Absolutely. What impact does that have, though, when you can't get together? Because obviously it's one of those really important festivals, a really good time for families to get together. Are you doing things virtually this year instead? Um, it's a little bit difficult, I think. Um, like For example, my parents, they're not really kind of au fait when it comes to like, uh, you know, Zoom or you know Microsoft Teams. So really it's about just kind of talking to them on the day and... You know, so it will be a challenge, you know, because really, you know, normally at this time of year, my mum be ringing me up and saying, right, Diwali's on, and this year, obviously, Diwali's on a Saturday. So, right, what do you want for Diwali? You know, what should I cook? What shops do I need to go to? There'll be long queues at the local kind of Indian kind of supermarkets. You know, there's fresh Indian sweets being cooked. You know, you get them hot. So, you know, really this year, it's really going to be kind of toned down. And obviously, we understand the reasons why, you know, with COVID-19, you know, you look at the latest data that's come out, um, again, around a disproportionate impact, you know, in terms of deaths uh, for people from the Indian subcontinent. And, you know, we all need to be careful. And it's only by being careful and, you know, and taking the necessary precautions, not only do we protect ourselves, that we also protect others. So I guess this year, because we're not going to those public events, people might decide maybe to do fireworks at home. Obviously, they can still light candles and what have you. It's a big festival of light. But I'm guessing that we need to give a bit of a safety message to be a bit careful this time around. I think that's a really important point. You know, when you talk about Diwali, normally the tradition is that you light up your house. So you may put lights on in every single room, but you know, normally there's a lighting also of divas. So I think it's very important that people take extra care if they are going to be doing divas at home. And also, I think people who maybe not, who maybe not be celebrating Diwali, and you, you see loads of fireworks going on on Friday and Saturday, that isn't, you know, kind of, you know, nuisance neighbours. It's literally people who are celebrating Diwali. And you know, Diwali this year falls on a Saturday, so I would expect there be, um, you know, small celebrations taking place ac across Kent, and that will include fireworks. 
Hundreds of people are planning to send birthday cards to a little girl from Chartham near Canterbury as she turns 10 during lockdown. Abby Pace has previously battled leukaemia and been in remission for the past five years, but has recently been taken unwell. She's undergoing tests and her parents want to make her big day extra special. They're also raising funds for the William Harvey Hospital in Ashford. And three Kent towns have topped a list of the most desirable seaside locations for house hunters who are looking to move out. Out of London. Ramsgate came top, followed by Broadstairs and Margate, seeing off competition from the likes of Brighton, Peyton in Devon and Newquay in Cornwall. Deal and Whitstable also featured in the latest Property Market Index rating report. Well, that's it for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, of course, you can subscribe to the IM News app and that will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Head to ilifmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.